0: And welcome back. I am so happy that you're here and welcome to everyone who's new. My name is Jennifer Regular, Soul Centered Empowerment Coach at Lighting the Path. I'm also your host here. And I would love to in- introduce you to Timory Hagenberger. She is here visiting me from Florida today over Zoom, of course. Love that we can meet globally in that way. Originally from California. Welcome, Timory. It's so great to have you here. Hello, I am so honored to be with you today. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. So let me tell the audience about you. So T. Marie Hagenberger is a plant-based registered dietitian. She's also a certified exercise physiologist with the master's degree in public health. Over 20 years of experience as a nutrition professor, speaker, media personality, and author. And she also works with private clients in corporate wellness, has contributed to several cookbooks and even published her own, The Foodie Bar Way, One Meal, Lots of Options, Everybody's Happy. So Tim Marie is also the founder of an incredible online membership community called The Foodie Bar Way of Life that makes loving the food and living a life that loves us back. Simple, satisfying, sustainable, and fun. So today we're gonna have a dialogue about love the food that loves you back. I love food. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm a foodie myself, a plant-based foodie, but I love just even multicultural cuisine. I love the different flavorings and spices and uh, cultural traditions, all of that. Do you incorporate
1: some of that too, Marie, in your work? Absolutely. It's very interesting that you started with that because when I start my college classes for all those years, the first thing that I would tell them was, I love food. Mm. And that's not necessarily something that dietitians all do. I mean, there's very, I'm much more of a, I'm very into science. I'm a science girl. I'm a little nerd about that. But I grew up in the kitchen an italian family with my grandparents and my parents and we showed love with food it was very very important we had sunday family dinners at my nonna's and papa's house and Mm. we were it was just it was very very central to our culture and um so yes i celebrate all of that and that one of the challenges that we experienced though, as a family was we had the high cholesterol, we had the high blood pressure, we had the you know, intestinal challenges and different issues and some diabetes. And, and we were told that this was genetic, that that was just what we would expect to happen as we aged, but we didn't realize that the food we were showing love with didn't love us back. And so that was one of the challenges that I took on as a dietitian and starting to really make the connections between what we were eating and how we were feeling Mm. that I it was, was very aware of how can I preserve the culture? How can I preserve the flavors, but do it in a way that celebrates whole plant-based food? And that's what I've done. And so it's been more than 10 years now that we've been 100% plant-based whole food eaters. And we, we want for nothing. All of the cultures all of these amazing cultures. The cornerstones are the legumes, the grains, the local vegetables, the spices, the fruits that are in season. That's what makes up the herbs. That's what makes up those flavor profiles. And so it is just, it is actually so much about abundance and options. Um, but when many people even just hear the word diet, dietitian, mm. they think of restriction and rules, and that is not my perspective whatsoever. Um, and I really, I think that I saw this a lot with my students. Is I taught college, and I had a huge range of ages, you know, fourteen all the way through, you know, in late eighties, wow. and I saw a big disconnect the younger for sure between the food and their bodies they weren't seeing food as nourishing and nurturing like we like when you think about the the indigenous cultures with mother earth and celebrating the harvest and how that supports our own growth and our expansion mentally and you know physically our health they didn't have that. Food was entertainment. Food was um, something to just numb out with. Um, just a bliss point, you know, with these hyper palatable, over-sweetened, oversalted foods that weren't, they're not even foods, they're just food-like substances. I've heard the term Franken food. I think that describes it so well, Frank. It does. It does because it's not anything we would recognize. There's no tree that has hot Cheetos. There's no, you know, it's like (laughs) this doesn't. This doesn't equate. But they lose the connection Mm. between the fact that our cells, every single one of our trillions of cells, is made up of nothing but what we take in. So when someone says, you know, you are what you eat, you know, my students would laugh and say, well, I don't look like a French fry. And I said, well, not at the present moment, but if we were to look at your cells, your cell walls that have carbohydrate, protein, lipids, vitamin, you know, all the different components, minerals, all these components, they came from the food you're eating. So what quality of cell wall, what quality of cell components do you want? Do you want the ones that are made with food from the service station that's been packaged? Or do you want food that's alive from the earth Mm -hmm. that's rich in phytonutrients and the natural protection and supporting our immune system? And then they kind of, oh, well, when I was eating better, it makes it easier to eliminate waste. So many people are constipated. And, you know, as a dietitian, I'll tell you right now, I have no problem talking about bodily functions, right? That's what we
0: do. We need our body to function.
1: We do need our body to (laughs) function. And everybody talks about the food, but they don't talk about what happens after. Right. But that is so critical because when we think about our body is so amazing that it can discard what we don't want, what we don't need in our bodies, but we have to let, we have to have a way for it to get out. And so, When people eat super low fiber, heavily processed food, and really, Jennifer, you don't even hardly have to chew that food. You just stick it in your mouth and it just kind of vanishes. Mm. You know, some of these are so processed, you don't even develop jaw muscles. Really? I mean, you just, some of these snacks and things, I mean, they just disintegrate. They're not... It's not like you're chopping, chomping on a carrot or a piece of broccoli where you're, you know, you're really interacting with the food and it just kind of mushes. Well, what happens is that really critical gut microbiome, the gut microbiota that helps our neurotransmitters form and supports our mental status and our moods. They starve when they don't have fiber. And that food sits in or not food anymore. The the chemicals and all the toxins your body's trying to expel just sit in there and they interact with the walls in our colon, those cells in the wall. And no wonder we have so much colon cancer. No wonder we have so much breast cancer because we reabsorb those toxins if we don't move things through our body on a regular basis. Mm.
0: And do you see a correlation too about the way we digest food and how we
1: digest life? Most definitely. Anything that we consume, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Because when you think about when you swallow something, you know, it's like, Ooh, that was greasy or I don't feel so good, but you kind of think, Oh, out of mind. Yeah. It's gone now. It's not gone. It's in your body. When we consume high fat, greasy food, that fat actually stays in your blood. It's called lipemia, and it stays in your blood for hours until the liver is able to pull it out. Oh. And if you're eating this meal after meal, because a lot of people are doing, you know, a high fat breakfast, eggs and sausage and bacon and all that. And then lunch, it's a burger with maybe cheese and french fries in a so- in a milkshake and then dinner it's pizza and, and then ice cream later you're basically keeping your blood fatty and you can actually do a blood draw i've seen blood draws where the blood comes out pink pink They're pink there's so much fat and that you wow. you'll just see the the vial and the fat will rise to the top like glue oh my gosh And I have students who've worked in blood banks where they do the blood donation and the fat gets so entangled in the machine that they have to take everything off and they can't use the blood and they have to clean everything and start with a new kit and do, I mean, it's, but what happens is it slows the flow of blood cells and the blood cells are what carry oxygen and Mm. that's our life. So yes. if we can't get oxygen to our brain, to ourselves, then we struggle in everything, in every single thing that we do. So the idea that you would eat something like a regret meal, you know, this kind of idea where oh, you're yeah. just, oh, I'm eating a <laughs> cheat meal or an oops meal or a regret meal. Um, not only are you taking in the emotion around that, but you're also physically taking in the chemicals mm-hmm. that are in there. And then your body has to figure out what to do with it. And if you don't have to go back to what I was saying, if you don't have a lot of fiber, it can't even leave your body. Hmm. You can't even get rid of it. Your body's like, please let me out. So that's I have the kind of
0: food that doesn't love you back.
1: No, <laughs> right? that doesn't love you back. Oh I mean, God. I have many students who only, um, have a bowel movement every three, four, five days, some two, Yikes. Weeks, two weeks. Just think about how much poison is in that little body.
0: Yes, uh, it's accumulating it's, in there because you're not yeah. digesting that food or it's going on for such a long period.
1: Exactly. And we also eat, to speak to your other comment, um, you know, we eat often without intention and we, we use words like fast, convenient, um, mm. you know, where it, we, we don't think about this is an opportunity to nourish yes. our body. Mm. And it doesn't mean it has to take a long time. Mm-hmm. It just means we don't have to lower our standards that we can be in the moment when we're eating, that we can look at the beautiful colors that we have assembled in a plate, Mm. and we can marvel at nature and what it has provided for us, smell the aroma And and just get that whole sensory experience of it.
0: I absolutely love to cook. I really enjoy cooking. I love having all the different ingredients. I'm not a simple cook. (laughs) everything's laid out on my table and I just love it I love seeing all the colors out or even when I come from the farmer's market and I put everything Mm. in the fridge and I open it up and there's all of these vibrant colors and it's so satisfying and I love cooking too because I see it as an act of self-love it's so nourishing to to cook a meal for myself or for your family or for friends or loved ones and you know Food has such a connection too for gatherings, you know, all those traditions, yes. and and that can be difficult too at times, isn't it? Because not all family members might be on the same kind of wavelength when it comes to what is nourishing. Exactly. <laughs> so I know that's a trouble spot for a lot of people, you know, that are trying to make some changes, but mm-hmm. going back traditions when they go back to their families who may not be in the same kind of wavelength. So yes, what
1: do you notice with all that? So that is exactly what happened. I found myself in the middle of that. Mm. So back 10 years ago, a little bit longer, when I, was, I became aware of this really incredible field of plant-based nutrition, mm. I did my undergrad, my graduate, school, all of that, but I was never aware of the power of the plant based nutrition, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, we're changing. And I had a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and a husband who were not dietitians. And so I will eat food that loves me back. And I really almost don't care what it tastes like if I have to, you know what I mean? Cause I am so science focused, but they would not. So I thought, how am I going to do this? But I loved cooking and I knew there were going there was going to be a way Mm-hmm. And so, what I determined about how to do this, and it worked out fabulously, was to focus on choice. Uh-huh. So, I I think what's so over overlooked is this idea that we don't honor people's preferences. So if you have someone, and this works very well with little kids, where they, well, I don't like that. Okay, so instead of ending it there, or, and this is just a little tip for people that are parents or grandparents, I made the mistake, full disclosure, Uh of telling my kids, just taste it, just take one bite. And if you don't like it, you don't need to eat it. And at the time I thought that's great advice. We're exposing them to different foods. Yeah. But the problem with that is their only option is eat it or don't like it. There isn't an option for, well, I just don't feel like eating right now. My head hurts or I don't like the texture or, you know, what have you, it doesn't give us any information and Mm. what you end up with is a person who says, oh, I don't like that. And you say, well, wait a second, you've never tasted it before. And they'll say, well, no, I I don't like it. And you think, how's that possible? But they're trained (laughs) to give that as the answer. The thought
0: comes before they even taste right. it, you know, people are even making faces before they even get it into their mouth.
1: Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the answer, another strategy would be instead of doing that, invite them to taste and then have them describe. Mm. So we had a very, I always tell this story because it, it's just in my brain always is my niece was the picky one. And so when she came over to my house with my sister and her family, I was serving my thin crust kale pizza. That's what we were gonna make. And so my sister asked me, so what about for Kate? And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, no, no, it's Kate. And I said, yeah, we're having pizza. And she said, no, do you have cereal? Like, cause that was the backup, you know, because she just didn't. And so I said, no, we'll be fine. And she's like, okay. Whatever. So, the way I approach meals, and this is what's the foodie bar way, is I have all the options out, and everybody takes the ones that they want and makes their own personalized meal. So, because you put all the options out that are all good for your body, you don't have to stress. So, does it matter if Uncle Joe puts olives or not on his? No, it doesn't matter. Everybody's eating pizza. And everybody's happy Yeah, they get to make it the way they want it. And there's different options. Yeah, there's different options. So we made her pizza. You know, she put these things and then she was just kind of picking at it when it came out of the oven. And so I (laughs) sat down with her instead of her dad standing over her saying, eat this. I sat down. I said, baby girl, what's going on? And she said, I like the crispy parts, but I don't like the slimy parts. And I said, "Okay, you mean of the green stuff, the kale? And she said, yeah. I said, well, you know, I can make you a whole tray of just crunchy kale chips. She said, you could do that. (laughs) I said, yeah. So we took off the kale. We recooked her crust, you know, with just a little bit of other vegetables on it. Mm -hmm. And then I made her a whole tray of kale chips. But by respecting that and finding out more instead of just forcing her to eat something, then it, It brought trust back into the relationship and honor for her. Mm -hmm. And she was willing to try different things. Yeah, some exposure and experience. But it, and it also helps with vocabulary Mm. because if all you have is, I don't like it. Well, why does it, is it hard on your, you know, is it poking your tongue? Is it sour? Is it too sweet? Is it, you know, whatever. Like you just start to, Develop and especially with kids, the vocabulary to have them experience different circumstances because sour is not always bad, right? Mm-hmm. As an adult, mm-hmm. we know. So it's it's not qua- quality; it's just a sensory experience. Yeah. So <clears throat> this, I took this concept and I applied it this foodie bar way to breakfast all the way through dessert and sauces and dressings and and it's so fun because like you said you can be a very simple cook and I wrote it for my students who are no time no money no experience in the kitchen sure but I also have a that's a basic bar section and I have a raising the bar for every bar because some like you see it as an artist palette and all the different mix and match options. To create. Create.
0: <laughs> I'm and more right brain than science. So I like to yes. create. the food.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And there's a place in there for you to record what combinations you create, sure. what you want to do next time. Because that then becomes, I really wanted this to be a legacy that my, that everybody who does it passes along to their family and say this is how we are doing this because it's amazing how it brings people together when there's passion in that too that people
0: feel like it's a whole energetic experience as well
1: oh yeah it is and it's so empowering because even i had a good friend of mine who said i was channeling you she said because the kids there she had three kids and they were just going crazy and she didn't know what to do for dinner and she thought I'm going to make an oatmeal foodie bar because sometimes breakfast for dinner is fun. She said, but if I would have made a big pot of oatmeal, I would have had three kids on the ground kicking and screaming conniption fit. But I set it all up with the little bowls so they could add whichever fruit they wanted. Oh, made and, it the fun. And, the, and then all of a sudden they thought they were at Disneyland. You know, I mean, it was just like, look at mine. It's so beautiful. And, but it, because it gives it empowers people yes. to make those choices and enjoy that process and be all together and not be pitted against one another because I like this, you don't like this, which sometimes happens. Even when we think, oh, I know everybody's going to love this casserole that I made, you know, you're going to have one little person that says, is there olives in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you you loved olives yesterday, but not in that. I don't want them in that. So, but this just doesn't do that. This gives, this focuses on options and abundance. And so it is just a gift from my heart. And it's really resonated very well with people all over, um, which is, is, is wonderful.
0: I love that. And it sounds like you know, through the plant-based foods and through whole foods that you you're upgrading your whole operational system, right? Your whole body system and probably change your genetic profile now too, right? All those issues that you mentioned in the beginning, yeah, start eating this kind of food. Now it takes, it changes our physiology our cellular structure our ways Mm -hmm. our body operates. Right. So does I imagine that would change your whole genetic profile. I know you're more science-based. This is just an assumption on my
1: part. Would that be yes. true? It changes the epigenetics. So it changes how your genes are expressed. So okay. it doesn't, right, it doesn't change the DNA coding, but it, it, it changes how they're expressed. Oh. So if you have genes for something, let's say high blood pressure, you have a, a gene that would put you at higher risk, it can silence it.
0: Oh, okay. so you
1: know, <laughs> so literally the way work. it operates exactly the okay. operating system, yeah, hundred percent. It is it's so powerful and so simple. I love it. So it is. It is so fun. And oh what gosh. I have, so I loved being able to share this with the world. But yes. I was seeing people that weren't they just felt like they were all alone Mm. because you look in the mainstream and everything's fast food. Everything's convenience food. Everything's about indulgence in all the wrong ways, right? That are actually self harming. And we're not getting any healthier as a nation for sure. As a country, as a world, as just humanity, we're not getting healthier. And so I was able to start this membership to basically have people like-minded people who like to eat well and feel good. Amazing. So how can people get involved with that? So that they can go to my website thenutritionprofessor.com okay. and right at the top you'll see a video of me explaining it. Because it brings the foodie bar way this concept to life. And it the com- one thing that has really surprised me because I'm always a teacher, right? Always. And so I do cooking demos and I do Q&A sessions and we have meal planning parties and we do all kinds of things. But something that I didn't I was hoping for but I didn't really appreciate the full level was the connections between members. I uh, just I was hoping for uh-huh. that but it's not anything you can make happen all that I can do is show up authentically and nurture from my perspective yeah um but oh my gosh I mean we have I talk to members and they say well we talk all all the time on the phone I'm thinking oh wow you guys call each other oh yeah all the time (laughs) they're becoming my very good friends and I thought and then Oh my gosh. It just, it warms my heart. Someone missed one event and that happens. I mean, we have recordings we do and two or three people. Are you okay? You okay? Everything okay? Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) They're all looking out for each other.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's especially, and we have people all over South Africa, Norway, Germany, all over the United States, all over the place. Wow. And it's so neat to be so connected. We just flip on our cameras and we're right there. And I love being able to, if I'm not doing a demo, I'll run in the kitchen and say, oh, look at this. Okay, now when you buy this, do da 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 da. Or here's a piece of equipment. This is how you use it. And it's just so fun. And the meal planning parties are such a blast because that sounds like it. Well, oh my
0: goodness. I love all, how food still brings people together, even online.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's so, incredible. And it's fun because we are just practical. Like it is so funny because someone will say, okay, and this is what we've been doing a lot with our meal planning parties. I say, what do you have in your fridge that is <laughs> ready to go? You yeah. know, and I, I had someone and they said, I've got some wrinkly apples. So I said, okay. So then we had all these ideas flood in of you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And they said, all right, perfect. I'm going to make applesauce. Then I'm going to freeze it. And then, so you don't have to worry about throwing away ingredients. You don't have to worry about getting bored. It's just, it's, and it's just so fun to get together. It really sounds like so much fun and what an enlightening
0: um, dialogue we've had here about food, you know, and loving it and loving how it can love you back (laughs) and keep everyone happy. Yes. So enjoyed this conversation and your membership portal sounds amazing. So you all caught that website. I'm going to have the link for it down below as well. Timurie, it's been such a pleasure having you here, and I know there's still so much <laughs> that you can share. So I encourage you to get in touch with Tim Marie and she'll um, she obviously has a lot to share. So get in touch, check out the membership. Is there anything that you want to share as um, kind of part your parting words, Timurie? Anything, any kind of wisdom about food, about your life, passion? What do you want people to know?
1: I think what's in my heart right now to share, because I do have so many things that I can say, but is that we're one decision away from taking better care of ourselves. Ah. So sometimes we feel like there's such a chasm, you know, that, oh, it's just so hard to get back on track. Mm -hmm. And it isn't. And caregivers too, right? That sometimes don't even have time to eat. It's one decision. We're one decision away. So if that means three, one thing that I can give you actionable right this moment, especially for caregivers, but for everybody is we want to get ourselves into the rest and digest nervous system activation. Yes. When we eat. And there's one way to do it and it's the breath. So by taking three Calm breaths through your nose, out through your nose. Through your nose. Yes. In through your nose, out through your nose before each meal. And if you can remember halfway through, that will be so good for your digestion and your constitution and just everything about you. And even when we don't have a lot of time, we have to make time to breathe.
0: Yes. I mean, that's our life force right there. We're not breathing. We're not alive. (laughs) That's nice, That's right. right.
1: Yeah.
0: And we go unconscious like that. We forget to breathe because we're so caught up in things.
1: Yes. We're not really living life in that moment. No. And caregivers are just flocking to me. I mean, just because this is the nurture. Like, it is time for us to take care of us. Yes. Because there's no one's going to do it for us. Mm. And even if they tried, we'd be too stubborn to let them, honestly. (laughs) True story. True story. (laughs) So it's time, it's our time. And that happens in the little decisions, Mm. like taking a breath. In
0: through the nose and out through the nose. Ah, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, for showing your presence, your heart, your passion. I salute you. Thank you. I bow to you. You are awesome. (laughs) Keep doing the work you're doing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you all of you who've been listening and watching on Wise Woman Wednesdays. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now.